the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Gonzo Pastorini coming at you from my basement. <laughs> hey, Gonzo. <laughs> I thought I'd try something new today, you know, what try a that? NPR radio voice, maybe. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's funny. Welcome, ladies, to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and... And all you men out there, welcome, gentlemen. Get comfy for another awesome episode of the Jordan High 2004 podcast. Those are all gold. We're keeping all of them, right? I think so. Yeah, okay, I, great. There's no reason not to. <laughs> what, what do you got, Steve? What do you want to talk about? Um, well, we can... Uh, Gosh, uh, we can tell everyone we're not together right now. No, although I wanted to. I wanted to be together. I thought, I, I texted you today. I'm like, you coming over? Yeah. So here's the deal, everybody. I got COVID and it sucked. It really, it knocked me on my butt pretty good. So for the last like week and a half, I two weeks, I don't know. I've had symptoms for like over two weeks, but uh I couldn't breathe very good. I was coughing a lot. So just stayed home and I watched a lot of TV. So is COVID real and or is it a hoax? 100% real. <laughs> it happened. Right. It's been proven. So I was like, You've heard it here. COVID is, is <laughs> real. Right it's, it is an actual disease. <laughs> you can't yeah. get it. No, I just, uh, I, I mean, you know, how you, you know how your kids get sick. So it's like my kids were kind of coughing. And then like the next day, I was coughing a little bit. And I was like, ah, whatever. But then uh, it, I felt fine. I felt fine. I felt fine. And then all of a sudden it was like last weekend on Thursday, Thursday into Friday, I was just like feeling like, wow, I actually can't really control the cough anymore. Then it turned into, I can't really, I couldn't take any deep breaths. Um, if I breathe too deep. So even if I like yawn, Yawning, pulling in all that air, opening my lungs, making me cough like crazy. Yeah, so you into a fit. Yeah, so I've just, I've done all the recommendations and went and got tested, did all that stuff, and I have since, you know, I've since gone back and gotten more tests, and now I'm testing negative, so it's passed, and I have the antibodies. I took the antibody test, but uh, to be safe, because I am still coughing a little bit, like you and I thought. You, you told me I could come over, but uh, I just. I just don't want to get you sick. Yeah, to be well, sick. and I appreciate it. I appreciate your cautiousness because we were going to go on a double date and I was like, yeah, whatever, because you're like, ah, I feel a little sick. And you're like, ah, I don't think I should go because I don't want to get you guys sick. And I now I'm like really thankful for it because I don't want to get COVID. So. No, yeah, because you told me, <laughs> ah, I'm not worried about it. Come on, let's go. We were going to go to that burger place. And yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm glad I followed my gut. And I, to my knowledge, like everyone that I work with, that no one got sick. Uh, when I first started feeling symptoms, I had friends, uh, th some friends and their, their four or five kids were over staying with us. Yeah. Um, none of them got sick. I don't think my wife and my kids have gotten it. Everybody's, everybody's fine. So I, I managed to keep my distance. I don't know how I got it, but I don't recommend getting it. If you can avoid it, everybody, you should avoid it. Cool. Well, I'm yeah. glad you're feeling better. I'm glad that even though you were sick, that it wasn't serious and that you were able to um, recover at home. Well, thanks. Yeah, I, I think I I got 
I, I guess I'll say I got lucky. I don't know. I think I'm a healthy person. So I'm blessed that it wasn't worse because I know a lot of people have been pretty messed up from this. So All that running all this summer strengthen your lungs so then you like you got <laughs> through COVID. Running. I haven't done any running since freaking September. Yeah, that's what I said. That's Labor summer. Day. <laughs> Some residual lingering that's uh, right. positive effects. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to do like some. Uh, I want to talk about some serious podcast business, and we've been talking about this. I wanna, I wanna grow our audience. Like, so I, I wanted to like reach out to the listeners, and just ask them if they if there's an episode that they like particularly like, or yeah, just pick like your favorite episode and send it to someone whom you think will like the podcast or would be like interested in listening. I, I just want to, I want to spread the word and I want to share, share the podcast around. So I wanted to like, that's for you listener. If you uh, just pick an episode and, you know, sh- share a link to a text message to a friend, you know, if it's someone from our class, awesome, you know, or, or, you know, if it, if they're not also cool. So what I think the cool thing is for the people that listen is like there's been a wide variety of topics that have been covered. I mean, when we've talked to people about setting goals, we've talked to people about marriages that have gone, you know, really sideways. And yeah. we've talked to people about, you know, pornography and sex addiction. We've talked to people about leaving the church and the, the changes. Like there's been just a really cool wide spectrum of, of topics and things. And I think that for the people that listen, there's, I don't know, I, I think there's anything, there's, there's all kinds of stuff in there that it would be interesting to people that hopefully, you know, can bring them something that yeah. helps me. Yeah, I mean, I like the episodes, so yeah. <laughs> I share them. Like, you and I talk about it, we listen to them. <laughs> like, I know that you you sit and listen to it a, a few times over and over as you're doing the editing. Yeah. But, like, I listen to every single episode when we're all done. Like, it, the they're really fun. I do too. Like even after I've edited them, now that we're releasing them, so I'll edit them the first week, and then, you know, when they're released like a week later, and I'll still listen to them. I, I don't know. I like them. <laughs> I like them. So, if you like them, share them with your friends. Like yeah. just pick one that you really like, share it with somebody, see if they, uh, see if they'll take a listen. So yeah, please share it. Let's see. So who are we? Who are we interviewing today? So we're, re- we're, we have our official class clown, Adam Watson. He sent us an email. He's like, he likes the podcast and he's, uh, he wanted to be on and I love Adam. And I, I was talking to Darren Longman. Like I was messaging him, like we were messaging on Instagram, um, because of like, I've been reaching out to people like, Hey, listen to the podcast. So I've just been like anyone from our high school, I, I've just been, um, uh, spreading i've been sharing our episodes but anyway so i got talking to darren back and forth and it's like oh yeah we're gonna have adam and then i, I told him it's just like adam and i weren't close but i like loved him it's like like in even in my heart he's someone that like i've always had love for so i'm i'm excited to talk to him yeah i i think it's gonna be great and like kind of like you said i i was not close with him but all good memories. I feel like he's somebody that he was like very goofy and like always ready with a joke, very, very right. quick witted. But he was also just seen, he seemed like somebody who was really nice. He seemed like somebody who, like, 
I don't know. I guess when you think of like Peter Priesthood or like someone yeah, who like just wants to try guy. to do a good job, of, like yeah. he just seemed like a good dude who just tried to be nice to everybody. Yeah, I really if I like, like even that. think of like try to think of a memory of him, it's like he always has a smile on his face in my mind, you know, and it's like he's just a happy, good guy. So I'm excited to talk to him. Yeah. So let's see how this conversation goes. All right. So here's our conversation with Adam. Adam, it's great to see you. How you been? Fantastic. Yeah, really looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm glad we have the official class clown on. <laughs> on. Did, did Bryson tell you that story? I can't remember if he told it to you in this episode. Because on his episode, we were talking about, I, I thought it's like, you were the class clown talking to Bryson. I was like, you're the class clown. He's like, yeah. But then later in the episode, Steve, like him and Steve was like, well, I wasn't. We tied and Adam was actually like the official like class clown. <laughs> No, it was, I was like, I thought it was Adam. <laughs> it was totally the other way around. I was on your book staff and we went around and polled people and then we, we tied, but it was, there was, there was some debate about whether or not I should include myself, but being the self-absorbed teenager, I was like, oh yeah, definitely I'll include myself. Why not? <laughs> All <laughs> right. People have like a little bit of power. He's got to use that yeah, power. Yeah, right to my head. Put that camera on my neck. I go anywhere in the hall. I'm just like, <laughs> the world is night waster. Yeah, adding a couple more tally points to yours. You That's know, right. yeah, <laughs> just a few. Yeah. Well, Adam, catch us up a little bit. What What's been going on since high school? Yeah. Uh, so I went to BYU Idaho for a semester. I roomed with Daryl Larson and Rice and Shreve was down the hall, and uh, and had a fantastic experience. Few few stories for maybe another day, but uh, I, I'm like a walking awkward kind of a guy. Like that has not changed uh, over the years. But after that, served a mission in Louisiana. Uh, again, Bryce and Shreve got called the same place. So we saw each other more and then we were roommates again at BYU with uh, with Daryl. So it was, it was a good time. And then uh, I met my wife, her name is Brooke Bettinson, who you know, Gonzo and, uh, and, uh, we were both doing uh, EFY, which people don't know if that is. It's a like a youth camp, and we were both counselors. I like to tell people I was, you know, thirteen. She was thirty, and we just clicked. You know? <laughs> but we were the same age, and yeah, we hit it off. It was it was one of those um, programs where the kids would kind of come to the the institute building during the day, and then they go home at night. So the counselors would just hang out each night that summer, and so. I always got to know each other and she was going to Utah State. I was going to BYU and both graduated, got married, and now we have like a million kids. So it's great. Yeah. Awesome. Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you guys living now? So we're up in Syracuse, uh, which is just next to Layton, if you know where that is. I didn't know anything north of Salt Lake City growing up. I was like, I, whatever that is, it doesn't matter. All the same. Um, yeah, but it's it's good. It's a good place. I like it. Cool. That's awesome. Sounds like uh, a million kids. Sounds like you're pretty busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got five boys, uh, nine years old and under. They're every two years and just kind of worked out that way. But wow. yeah, yeah, it's it's a party. For for instance, like one hour ago when I was trying to put them to bed, I said, Dad, I got a surprise for you, my oldest one. I said, oh, that's that's really nice. So I, I walked in and in the bedroom and okay, sit down on the bed, close your eyes. I said, okay. And then he shouts now and like 
all the other brothers came like out of thin air, <laughs> tackled me, and my oldest boy like farted right in my face. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's that's touching. That's this is this is what it's all about. This. Well, that's, that's how they show love. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty um, Yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, how did you um, how did you see yourself in high school? Who was Adam back when we were 16, 17, 18 years old? You know, it's funny. I try to think of a good answer to this question because I've heard you ask it to other uh, people, but I, I really just I tried to be everybody's friend. Like that's kind of who I saw myself as. I felt like I could connect with a lot of different people and and tried to, <laughs> I don't know be lift other people up and and do my best that way but in the process i also recognize that i was pretty obnoxious in high school in, in a lot of ways and i probably owe a lot of people a huge apology uh for taking jokes too far or whatnot but uh i hope anybody listening uh, can forgive the immaturity of of teenage adam oh do you really think so yeah no i just i mean i love to laugh and i love to to make other people laugh but sometimes you think you're really funny and you just keep going and you're the only one. Yeah. Actually, before I even started this podcast, Brooke pulled me aside. She goes, <laughs> put her hand on my shoulder and said, Adam, you're not going to try to be funny, like too funny, are you? <laughs> it's like, easy. easy. Well, that's a person. True love right there. <laughs> I know you. Like, She's like, I look back a little bit. Don't embarrass me on this podcast. Yeah, my parents are going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> she actually knows a few people from our high school like she knows quite a bit so that's hilarious <laughs> so, so uh, but you were and i can attest to that i mean uh, and we were friendly but i always felt like you were a very nice kid friendly and funny and it's someone that i've i always liked you you know it's like so yeah i, I, I mean i can attest to that I remember giving you very awkward hugs in the hall. Gonzo. <laughs> Probably you too, Steve. I think there was, I don't know. It's only uh, awkward if you feel know, awkward about it. <laughs> yeah, Gonzo was all about testing and pushing people on that personal space boundary. <laughs> <laughs> I just think physical contact is good for, for people. There's not enough. Americans don't like touch each other enough. <laughs> That's right. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> Yeah. No, but yeah, Brooke knows. I mean, she knows uh, Ashley Bettinson is her cousin. Uh, it's a great person. Yeah. And she was roommates with Lisa Burton, Alicia Grail, Sarah Olson. She knew Gonzo was a missionary. And, uh, and did, I don't know if you want to bring that up. Yeah, I mean, uh, shoot, we can we can wait. I want to talk about you before we talk about Brooke. <laughs> but, so like, what else can you tell us about when you were a kid? Like, what things did you find important? Um what do you can you think about if you put yourself in your head? What 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 things would occupy your mind back then? Yeah, I I probably cared too much about what other people think of me, <laughs> and I probably still do. But you know, like when you have that desire to connect with other people, it's you have a really hard time if you know somebody doesn't like you. <laughs> At least I do. Yeah, and um, it feels like something's unresolved in the back of your mind until that, that relationship is healed. But, um, but yeah, I, I really just, I, I felt like I had a pretty good balance of not overdoing it on the academics and still having a social life. But I also, 
I, I do wish I would have had a little more like, you know, school spirit, like gone to more like sporting events and like connect with more people. Also, I was looking through like yearbooks, just like jogging my memory of things that I hadn't thought about for a long time. And I saw so many like nice notes from people and phone numbers of, hey, yeah, let's do something. And then, you know, the summer would go come and go and I would just be like, oh, like they probably didn't mean it. Like I'll just <laughs> right. play Nintendo until somebody calls me. That's probably a better choice. <laughs> and uh, I wish I would have been a little more proactive and, and reached out to more people. That's interesting. You know, and that's something that as an adult, I've learned too. like, if I, it's like, if I want to see someone, I'll reach out. It's just like, Hey, let's, you know, let's do something. I, I, I'm totally over, um, that weirdness of like, Oh, should I, or shouldn't I? I'm like, Oh, because it takes that effort. And for the most part, people are always happy and willing and like want to, they're just like, Oh, my schedule or like they, you know, everybody gets busy. But if you want to see someone, it's just like, I'm okay with like, I've, I've gotten over. I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll reach out and be like, Hey, let's do this. Let's, let's get together. Let's, let's go to lunch. Let's, or come over and have dinner. Um, totally. you know, so, but the, yeah. so how have, uh, how have you changed? What's how's who's, um, who's Adam today? <laughs> well, I hope I'm a little more, uh, sensitive, a little more empathetic than, than I was as a teenager. And, and, um, I, I also think marriage has a really great way of smoothing out some of the rough edges that, that we all have. And, uh, and, you know, Brooke's been so good for me and, uh, just, I love her so much. And, um, same with kids, like, just like, it just, you, you slowly kind of learn how to live a little bit more selfless, a little more to time. And I still have a long way to go, but, um, just I hope I'm a little bit more um, mindful of how others feel and and honestly how other people see the world like it's so divisive right now in so many ways and um, I think the less um, less tolerant we are of, of um, other people's view and how they see the world maybe a little bit differently that kind of does damage to to everything if we just I mean, we just need to be a little more open-minded and a little bit more loving and respectful to those whose beliefs differ from ours. And uh, yeah, just hopefully I'm a little more open-minded as well. Have you had any experiences of like, any, I don't know, big trials or things you had to overcome or things that were hard for you to face that forced you to be a little more empathetic or is it, you know, a lot more, you talked a lot lovingly about your wife and your kids. Have you had other experiences that made you be more empathetic and try to try to understand people who think differently than you yeah a couple ways on, on the empathetic front i think any any argument i've had with, with my wife has been basically a result of me not being very sensitive or thinking i was being funny and was definitely not being funny <laughs> uh, or you know what i mean just like really not considering how how she might feel and and that's been really good for me. Um, and as far as others seeing the world maybe a little differently, I currently so I work as a recruiter. I'm an executive recruiter for a small firm that's based in Chicago. So clients will come hire us to go find. We specialize in like HR executives. So um, they hire us to go find find people. And so I meet people. I talk every day to people from all around the country and all you know all different kinds of viewpoints and beliefs and. Um, you know, just 
and, and even my coworkers who who grew up a very different life than I had. Um, and I think just having that shared level of of respect for for each other um, has helped has helped me be you know, more successful professionally. Just to to be a little more patient and not immediately be like, oh, I don't think I want to talk to you. <laughs> Seem weird. Um, <laughs> More often they're saying that to me, but yeah, that's hopefully a lesson I've learned. So you've smoothed out a little bit, as you're saying, you're more empathetic, more sensitive, and, you know, being a father has helped you with that, you know, um, you know, Brooke has helped you with that too. So what are the, what do you think, what have you learned in the last 20 years? Like, what what do you think are your big lessons, your big takeaways? I mean... I don't want to get too like religious heavy on here, but really it's like, for me, it's love God, love your neighbor. Like it really does kind of boil down to that. And I think my faith has been a really big strength in my life. And so has, you know, opportunities to, the opportunities I've taken to serve other people. And I feel like I've missed a lot throughout my life, but trying to get better at recognizing those, those opportunities um, and be more proactive that way. Those are big lessons I'm still learning. Uh, as, as I go. Have you been able to see that? Like you got five boys. Do you involve them when you're going out and trying to, to serve people or help others? Like, are you trying to instill that in them? Do they recognize it? No, absolutely. That's, that's probably top of mind more than anything. It's like, I really want my kids to learn how to work. I want them to appreciate like the life that they have. Cause I really don't think I did growing up. Cause especially now talking to so many people who grew up not in Sandy, Utah, who really had a struggle. I mean, even on my mission, I mean, walking the, the swamps of Louisiana, I spent most of my time in really rural towns um, that, you know, a lot of people still didn't know how to read. Um, a lot of people had zero family, just kind of on their own. It was, you know, I, I hope that my kids appreciate the kind of head start they've been given um, and, and that they use that to uh, bless lives of other people. Um, and so that's something I'm kind of constantly thinking about is how can we teach them that? How can we teach them to be a little more service minded and, and like, you know, take responsibility for not just themselves, but for helping other people. What do you come up with? Like, how do you, how are you teaching your boys to work and to serve? Yeah. I mean, the basic part is just like, <laughs> like chores around the house, like, <laughs> like letting them know, like the expectations we have. And I don't want to be like a drill sergeant or be, too like heavy handed with it, but like just little things to help them just take responsibility. But as far as like serving other people, like I'll sometimes call up my parents or I'll call up some of my neighbors that I know need help to say, Hey, is there anything, is there anything we can do without breaking something? Like what do you have for like a nine and a seven year old boy and a really tall, muscular man like myself? <laughs> you got to clean Thank all you. these top shelves. <laughs> <laughs> No, yes, yeah. so I, I try to find those opportunities, but, and also just, you know, during, and, and some of them, they just come up with them themselves. Like we have a, a next door neighbor who is a very serious health condition and COVID was really scary for, for him and his family because if he got it, like it, it would have been really bad. And so, uh, and we're talking more when things were really locked down and none of us really knew what was going on. Um, and so um, they took him like a card and they took him some of their Halloween candy because they knew he wasn't going to be going trick or treating. And, and so there's little things like that, that I hope that they continue to kind of pick up and, and think of other people that way. 
Uh, by the way, I'm not like. No, that that's great. No, uh, and I'm on, like I'm trying my best. I'm but. honestly asking because I want to do. Um, I want to do something with with my kids. Like, I want to do like kind of what Hamza. I don't know if you heard Hamza's episode. Oh, I'm but he, but he was saying like he picks a Saturday out of the month and he goes and volunteers some volunteers somewhere. Awesome. And I kind of want to do that. I'm like, if I want to take the my girls and go to like a food kitchen and like volunteer and help out on a Saturday morning or something. And so that I've, I've been kind of brainstorming of like, because I feel like I, I'm trying to teach my girls to work. They just, just kind of like what you're saying with chores and being helpful around the house. But I also want to be, you know, helpful in the community. And so I was thinking like, okay, maybe like, like, uh, but I want to kind of take my kids along with, with me. So I want to, do something like some sort of service, but I also want to, you know, take something that I can take my girls with. Um, so I don't know. I've been brainstorming. That's what, kind of why I was asking you. No. Yeah. Let me know because I'm, I'm in the same boat and, and constantly trying to figure out something. I talked to somebody the other day. She lives in, um, just for my job, she lives in Virginia and she runs, she started a couple of years ago, this like sock drive. Cause she'd called up homeless shelters and she was like, what's like, yeah, they always need socks. Yes. Socks. Yeah. And so, They'd collect a bunch of socks and now they have like every year, like they have like a room full of socks and it's her and her two daughters that are yeah. kind of organizing this and she's kind of raised them up that way. And I love that so much. I was just, you know, and I don't know. I mean, everybody's life is hectic. So you're trying to find a balance of like not running too fast with <laughs> and kind of you just want to like spend time. But like that's a great way to spend time with your family if you can do something like right. that. Right. And, and everybody's life is hectic, but... You know, every Ooh, Saturday morning, yeah, Saturday morning, we're just getting up and eating cereal and watching, like, you know, whatever on Disney. So it's like, we can do it. We can just, we can get up and go do something and, like, and try to help our community. So I don't know. I'm, you take time for the things something. that you find important. Like, exactly. That's what it comes down to is, like, it's cereal and cartoons are super important. So I make sure <laughs> I do that on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. You know? But I'm gonna I, give it my Gilmore Girls time. I'm gonna do it right now. Committing, <laughs> it's happening. No, yeah. I I love that, and like in the same boat as you guys. I I try to bring my kids with me when I do stuff. Like if, if there's someone moving into the neighborhood, they're not helpful at all. They're usually like in the way. But in their mind, they're like, oh, we get to help somebody move. Cool. Or like, I've been bringing my boy with me to Young Men's like on Wednesday nights. If we're helping somebody like pull weeds or move bark. He's loving it. If we're sitting there having a planning night, I have learned I should not bring him to planning night because he's the worst, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm trying. I'm learning what I should and should not do. But the whole idea is like, he, in his mind, he just gets to come spend time with a bunch of twelve-year-olds, and he thinks it's super cool. I don't know. I think that most parents have this concern. It's like, how do I raise like a decent human who's kind, right, and not a huge jerk, and hopefully funnier than me. Um, and so I think, you know, anyone like the sweet spot of money, let us know. (laughs) It's like, it's funny and sensitive, like (laughs) perfect, the perfect human, right? (laughs) Right. Maybe like, like jogs to work every day. And yeah. Have you ever seen Chuck? Do you remember that show? It was like, no, I never saw it. Uh, It's got Zachary Levi in it, but it was a funny show, but, uh, the, there's the character that's a boyfriend of his sister who's like Mr. Perfect. He's like, sorry, I'm late. I was picking blueberries for your shake. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny.
So, Adam, is there something that you've gotten, that you're passionate about, something that you've gotten into in the last 20 years? <laughs> well, this is going to sound weird, and and but I, I love, uh, like, church history, like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, like the history of the church and the early church. I've been really into that for a long time, and I know that sounds super weird, but... Um, you know, ever since, ever since school, like I volunteered in a museum with about kind of like the history of BYU and how it got started. Um, I did an internship with the church history department uh, in college. And then um, ever since, I just, just one of the things that I just love studying about and I love learning. And it makes me sad when I see uh, a lot of my friends and, and acquaintances kind of, I guess, give up on church related things without knowing the full story or, or understanding a lot of the context. And the big, I think the big lesson I've learned, the more I study is we can't take our 2021 eyes and perspective and put it on people that lived 200 years ago, because it was a different environment, it's a different life. Um, and there's still so much to be learned from you know, so many good people in and out of the church um, who, who've done so many great things. But just to and to also recognize that we don't have the whole story of anybody. Um, we have a variation of reliable sources, and um, we have you know I've I've heard I've heard it all, and I I've, I've read it all. I, I mean not at all. I'm not I'm not Mr. Scholar, but I've spent a long time, and it's it's uh, there's so much to learn, and, and I think um, the more you know, um, the better. Um, so I encourage anybody who has questions. I mean, <laughs> reach out to me or study on your own, but like, don't, don't throw in the towel too early because there's always more to learn and understand. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Steve and I have <laughs> studied some church history too. Yeah. Nice. Nice. No, yeah, I, that's, that's a hobby. That's what I like to do for fun. If that's weird. Oh, that's and I like cool. to draw still I, more than chickens. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll draw a lot. I think that the church history thing is just it's super super interesting because there's it's like you said there's a lot there's so like there's such a breadth to it and i think that it's really eye-opening um once you really delve into it i think that for good and for bad like there's a lot to learn and um i don't know whether you're religious or not there's a lot of really super interesting things and something that gonzo and i have talked a lot about is just talking to people who, and I think this goes along with what you're talking about, people who disagree or people who don't believe the same. Cause I think there's people that we grew up with who believed the same and now they don't yeah. or, you know, whatever it may be. But I think the whole idea is learning about stuff. Gonzo and I have talked a lot about this. Like it makes you smarter. Like yeah. if you have learned something you didn't know before, you are now smarter. It might actually change your mind. You might read something and be like, Oh my gosh, like hopefully, you, you know, you learn new information and you do something different with the new information or it makes you stronger in your in your stance in that thing that you believe That's and right. so i think that whatever it may be whatever direction it pushes you i think just just having a more firm understanding of what you believe and what you think to be true and what you know to be true it just makes you more true to your core whatever that may be yeah so, i agree there's nothing to be afraid of in church history it's you know the more knowledge you have the better and and for all my friends and, and uh, family who have maybe taken a different path at this point and have different beliefs, like 
still love and respect you. I don't think you're stupid. I don't think you're, you know, terrible person. Like it's just, um, that's my, um, it's made me kind of more strong in my conviction, um, that I have already, but sure love everybody out there who's has questions and, and doing all they can to find answers. Yeah. I think that's all you could do. I think it was Josh Gibbons who was like, I think the goal in this life is to try and be happy and to not screw up other people's happiness. You know? <laughs> yep. So uh, I, I liked that a little bit of wisdom from Josh. Yep. Love God, love your neighbor. Nice. Love tacos. Everybody. <laughs> well, um, Adam, do we have, do we have any beef? <laughs> we, we don't have a beef, Gonzo. I, I, I think ha- there would have been a beef. Yeah. yeah I, ha- I have. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, no, you go first. I, I don't. I want to make sure my my beef is in the same meat packing plant. As, All right. As so me. I think like five or six years ago, I invited you guys to my house to eat tacos, and <laughs> uh, you guys didn't come. So <sighs> I was a little hurt by that. But wow, <laughs> I have. It was when you guys were living in Lehigh, so it was like Lehigh to Saratoga <laughs> would have just been a, a stone throw away. I have zero <laughs> recollection of that, but I feel terrible, especially after my big speech about being proactive. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't think so. I, my invitation went to Brooke, <laughs> and she just like, "Oh, we're busy that day," like instantly. So, <laughs> wait, what day was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're we got something. <laughs> Gonzo, I I didn't I didn't want to have to be the one to tell you this, but you know she she prints out your picture daily. And puts a big X through it, crumples it up, spits on it, and just shouts obscenities for hours at a time. I could have sworn that, yeah, it's like I, I know she had some big ones that she took to the gun range, right? That's right. That little dartboard, you know, variation, all of that. But I just, I want to sleep, Gonzo. So please, whatever you got to do to mend that bridge, just let me. No, it's beef hashed. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, just. Je- Genuinely, I, I I know the two of you, <laughs> it sounds like, didn't always get along. Well, I wanted I wanted to bury hatchets. That's why I was like, invited you guys over and like, it's like, I gotta, I gotta reach out to Bettinson and like, yeah, and hash no. beef, but. No, I, I, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to, we're going to find you, Gonzo, and we are going to hang out, whether you want to at this point or not, we're, we're going to do it. And, and I'm going to make Brooke do the reach out and <laughs> Oh, our, our door is always open. Yeah. Hey, we've got some mending to do. Yeah, clearly. Well, I mean, and, and I've talked... Make her do it, I mean, kind of beg and ask really nicely and hope she listens. Yeah, well, I've talked about this. I, I think I, I talked about it during also during Hamza's episode. It's like, I wasn't... It's like, I, I have regrets about the way I acted on my mission. And I was... I, I was a stickler. No, I was I was like 22 or something because <laughs> we were out at the same time. So it's like Brooke and I are like the same age. So, yeah, because we're all the same age. So it's like I was just, you know, I think and Bonnie and I were talking about it. It's like maybe I was misogynist as well, like saying like sister missionaries. I, did I have like beef against sister missionaries was saying like, hey, sisters can't be as good as elders. They don't have the priesthood. I don't know. <laughs> You know, it's like, or, you know, and I, I was also a stickler for mission rules, which didn't give me the best reputation around the mission as a, no, I, I didn't have a, a fun, loving guy reputation. I had a, a different kind of reputation. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, 
we're all on that boat that you look back so. and you think, I mean, at that age, you're still, you're still learning. I mean, we're all still learning, but like even more so <laughs> you're on your own for a lot of us the first time for an extended period of time and right. do your best in, in a very hard, hard job. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's hear your beef. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was my only beef. Uh, that was, uh, you know, was about the taco night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beef that you never told me earlier. <laughs> I should have just reached out to you to begin right. with. I mean, we who had more hugs in the hallway? You and me I know, right? Be fair. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that was it. That's my. That's I. I looked through my. I saw actually. Here's one beef, Gonzo. I I quickly looked through my yearbook, and maybe it's there, but I didn't see an entry from you, uh, Gonzo. I saw like two from Steve. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And so. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, mean, I apologize. <laughs> I, I can mend it. When we get together, I will bring your yearbook. I'll write in it. <laughs> Have a bitch in summer. Call me and I'll, I'll write my phone number from like <laughs> from, from 2004. <laughs> I found a great one from uh, my friend Andrew Yan. He wrote... Uh, <laughs> Have have a great summer, and I love you despite your many flaws. <laughs> oh, Yanni. Well, do you have any, um, I don't know, do you have any, like, any funny memories, stories you'd want to share, or anything that you want to promote? Nothing to promote, but <laughs> I was, I as I read through some stuff, I remembered there was a, <laughs> this isn't even my story, I mean, it's kind of my story, but you know Breton Wall? Did you know Breton? It's another yeah. good friend of mine, but um, there was a dance he went to, and, and I genuinely don't remember who the, the girl was he went with. But um, the, I, I wasn't there for this part, but she she ditched him like on the, at the dance, like, <laughs> like, not at the dance, like before, like at dinner, like because they were in a big group, and she like somehow snuck out with like somebody else, and, like totally ditched him. And it was they were at some fast food place, and she he laid like already ordered and everything, so her food just sat there, and he like kept waiting, waiting. She never came. And so <laughs> he took those her her burger and fries home, and just like kept them for some weird reason, like in <laughs> fridge or freezer or something. And like I kid you not, like nine months later, we were like for time, and we were just bored. And and we said, Bretton, do you still have <laughs> that food in <laughs> your fridge? It's like yeah, I do. And so we we decided we were gonna go take it to her oh, uh, no. to her house. And with a note, so like I wrote this note, like <laughs> you left your fries and like this really creepy handwriting. And so we were, and they were really nasty, like they just like, you know, whatever her food was. So he takes the tray, <laughs> it's dark. He takes the tray to her, her doorstep with this note and with, with this nasty food, <laughs> rings the doorbell and books it back to the car. And we're kind of all watching. And, you know, we see the door open and, you know, her dad picks up and takes it inside a really confused look and you know we thought we were really funny like uh -huh, you know got it. <laughs> and then he's <laughs> like all right let's go and he can't find his keys <laughs> he's like were they on I the tray i think i dropped them on the tray <laughs> no walk all the way back to the doorstep he's like <laughs> gonna ring the doorbell and ask for his keys back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then he like he finds him like on the doorstep right as he rings so he picks up the ranch so oh good <laughs> do that but, yeah, that was one memory that got sparked today yeah he was a funny guy yeah that's great that's, your that's so funny 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, he married. Uh, do you remember Natalie Homer? Yeah. 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 He married Natalie. And uh, off living somewhere. I can't remember where they live now. So it all worked out. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Happiness comes even with old French fries. <laughs> you left your fries. Well, it's that every morning. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i brooke told me not to try to be too funny so i'm i'm, I'm not gonna be funny thank you <laughs> no smiling here uh no that's great thank thanks so much is there anything else you want to talk about no just uh want to tell both of you thanks for for doing this podcast such a a cool idea and and i mentioned this briefly but what a what a great thing to connect people who are in all different places today than we were in high school. And thanks for being such a positive influence. I think you guys are awesome. Oh, thanks, yeah, well, thanks a lot. We love doing it. And I, I feel gonzo. I feel like making a whole bunch of new friends with people that I like, I already knew, you know, like every once in a while, we'll go get tacos or do whatever. And it's like, we got to see Andy Simeona and James Johnson. Like I haven't seen them for years, and, but it's just like super fun just chatting with you and like, and connecting with everybody and just, having conversations that I would never have had otherwise. And so, you know, right back at you. Thanks for being yeah. willing to come on and be open and, and share a little bit of Adam with us. Yeah. Yeah. And tell Andrew Simeone, I'm sorry if I showed him up in junior jazz, we we're on the same team. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to brag. I got several trophies that I'll say participant right on. <laughs> don't intimidate anybody. <sighs> I participated real well. <laughs> Good hustle, coach said. I had good hustle. <laughs> At least you participated. I felt like on junior jazz, I'm just like I was just cheering from the sideline half the time. <laughs> just like, only that, like everyone has to play at least like two minutes, and the coach was like looking at his watch and was like, "Okay, <laughs> like <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> Put Garrett Kaywood back in." <laughs> <laughs> he was good. I remember Garrett. Yeah. He, was yeah, he was good. I think you and I played a couple times, Steve. We, yeah, we may have. I, I went through and I found a whole bunch of old random like football and like junior jazz pictures and I scanned a bunch of them and I've been uploading them from time to time. I don't know. I was a great participator as well. My, my grandma made sure I it was involved in junior jazz <laughs> and Sandy City League baseball. <laughs> That's awesome. We did, we did hoop it up one time. If you ever did that. Hoop it up. Didn't, didn't last too long. No. Maybe like one round. Yeah. <laughs> was it like you and like Andrew Yon? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Andrew, maybe Jason Staley, maybe Daryl Larson. Yeah, like three or four was all you were allowed. But didn't <laughs> didn't go super well. No, but they're big tall guys. I know. I, I had big tall friends. When we'd we'd walk down the hall, I felt like I had like five bodyguards with me whenever I walked anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. the thing about being a short guy, I feel like you learn to walk quickly. It's like, <laughs> I remember like walking with Gus and I'm like, he's, I got two steps for every one of his. So it's just yeah. like, yeah. You like do the, like Fred Flintstone. Right. Yeah. I can identify anybody's information. I'm now six, nine. So I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. You oh. had a huge uh, spurt after high school, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knew? 35. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, just last year. Right yeah. <laughs> Man. Living right. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. So, it's, so do you want to hear, I mean, before we let you, do you want to hear like 
I think because you were saying there's a specific story you wanted to hear, right? Or my, you oh. want to hear my side of it? <laughs> I forgot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell me what, how much you know, and I'll fill in the blanks. <laughs> <laughs> so Brooke is a missionary. She had this like really great area and worked with, got really close to like a bunch of people that she was teaching, and uh, Gonzo was in some kind of a leadership position and. And in an adjacent area. In an adjacent area and said, hey, um, you know, since you spend, I can't remember all the reasoning, but like basically we had to, you know, we it makes more sense logically for us to take your area and you take our area. And and she was not super thrilled with that. And when she went to your area, there was like <laughs> nobody to work with. And she like left all these people she'd built these relations with. And she was just like devastated. But that was the story I remember. That's uh, your version, Gonzo. That's it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) No. So, um, yeah, I was the, uh, my companion and I were were the zone leaders. And we were like, hey, it's our zone. We'll redrew the boundaries all around the. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the mission. Yeah. So we're like, this, like, our zone is these areas. (laughs) So it's like, we can redraw the map. It's like we have stewardship over this <laughs> this area. So it was, yeah. We took, uh, we essentially took uh, their area, and I don't know. No excuse. <laughs> it just had so many people after that. It was the best. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, in my defense, we let them keep working with anybody that they were working with, oh, so they good. could still like. There was one specific investigator that they're like really close with or or i think it was a recent convert that they were really close with and um and it was a lady so it's like we she, i think she was a single lady so we couldn't visit her anyway yeah, um but yeah um no excuses it's just sorry <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> oh yeah that's great actually and and wasn't was your companion freeman colin freeman yeah so and and freeman is like you know he's as sweet as honey it's like it, it was all me. I'm like, Good cop, bad cop, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he, he. If anything, he was against it, and I'm pretty sure I'm like, no, this is our zone. I'm pretty sure I said this is my zone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he may have been the senior companion, but it's like, no, I'm the senior companion yeah. now. <laughs> no, we, I mentioned that because we got, I got to know Colin really well through EFY too. Uh, probably even before I met Brooke. So. Well, I yeah right. So yeah, Colin is he he's a great guy, but he's big, you know. yeah. Yeah, not well, good enough to stand up to me, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you so glad you didn't serve around Gonzo? I'm just like so glad I had nothing to do with him on my mission. <laughs> that's, that's I was like, that's not the Gonzo I know. Like, that's the <laughs> Gonzo just didn't want to get deported. He's like, no trouble, no nothing. I don't want to go back to Uruguay. <laughs> I don't want to go to, back to Uruguay, and I want to be the highest baptizing missionary in Washington, D.C. North. <laughs> I don't care whose investigators I gotta steal. <laughs> like keeping Bryson's jacket was that the story? Was it Bryson's jacket? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Bryson, by the way, he, I, such a good friend. Like he is, he's so good. Such a good guy. Sorry, I, don't know. I took it in the left field, but <laughs> no, Bryson's Bryson the best. He's awesome. <laughs> Well, it's it was really great talking to you and great catching up and uh, let's not be strangers. Deal, deal. All right. Thanks. Good night. Right. Adam. Hey, Thank thanks you. Thanks a lot, Adam. Bye. Bye. That was funny. <laughs> so, Steve, 
we just got done talking to Adam. What are your thoughts? I, I thought it was great. Um, he seems happy. He just he had like a perma grin on his face that entire time. It was really good just chatting with him, hearing about him, talk about his wife. Like he spoke very warmly about her, and you can tell he just really loves being a dad. And so I think it's it's fun to talk to people like in this conversation that have a lot of like similar things. Like I mean, we're all in this pretty similar stage of life. Yeah. So it was just great to just hear about him. Just I, I want to be a good dad, and it's like. 100% relatable. Like, I want to be a good dad, too. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah it's like we want to teach our kids good things. We want to we want to be empathetic. We want to be sensitive. I feel like that's something, yeah, I've been trying to grow, right? And he feels like he's grown. He's, you know, and, and those are things that are hard to notice in yourself a lot of times. It's like, I, have I matured? And, you know, it's like from someone that I haven't seen in 18, 19 years or 18 years, it's like, yeah, it's like, he's, he's a more mature man. And, um, it's good to see. He was trying super hard to not be funny. (laughs) Somebody brought that up a bunch of times. Like Brooke told me, don't try to be too funny. Yeah. He did better than I would. It's like, I would just be (laughs) apologizing to Bonnie after it's like, sorry, I said this thing about you. I can't believe you redrew your freaking boundary just to take all that area. No, I mean, it wasn't like, yeah, I did it. But it's like (laughs) they did spend time in the visitor center. And it's like our area in this part of um, Maryland, because the Washington, D.C. North Mission has it's Washington, D.C., but it's D.C. is geographically small. So then it has like a chunk of Maryland in it. And this part, it's like it's low in Hispanic population we were spanish-speaking missionaries so um my companion and i had like tracked the whole area twice over you know uh and we were trying all this other stuff there's just like nothing and you know we're like we just did it we just <laughs> like hey we're gonna redraw these boundaries which means like we're essentially we're swapping areas like the sisters are in our crappy area now and we got your area <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I think that's why they didn't come uh, get tacos with you guys. But you know what? Like that was. So I was doing a mini, like a mini mission reunion, and I was like, I was gonna apologize there. I was like, it's like invite them over, and I was gonna try to bury the hatchet, but they didn't come. <laughs> Man, I really hope that he does come over to your place, and I hope he brings his yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be so funny. <laughs> yeah, I'll sign it. I'll, I'll write it. I'll write something good. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. If you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email. JordanHigh2004podcast at gmail.com. And this has been another episode. Thank you. Good night. Bye. <laughs>